This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, it's Mariner Spot. Thanks for being back once again. As we have a lot to get into, the Mariners salvage the finale against the Royals over the weekend. We'll talk about that. I think we all should have gone to the airport to say goodbye to Salvador Perez as he was a one-man wrecking crew over the weekend. Man, and giant impact as the Royals take three of four from the Mariners over the weekend. Sean Doolittle, the newest Mariner. Shannon Dreyer, a very fun conversation with the newest bullpen arm. That will come up in a few minutes. Mariners to take on the Houston Astros. We'll take a quick look at that coming up as well as this homestand does not get any easier. That's for sure as the Mariners will take on Houston. First, we'll take a look at kind of where things stand in the wild card race. The Mariners, of course, losing ground uh, the last couple of days, uh, the last four days in this Kansas City series. So the Yankees right now, the number one spot. They've lost two in a row as the A's took the final two games of their four-game series. So the Yankees, 76-54. and 54. They have the first wild card. Boston, 75-57, and 57, the second wild card. The A's two games, uh, two and a half back of the Red Sox. They've won two in a row. The Mariners four and a half back of the Red Sox. And now Toronto five and a half back of Boston. So that's where things stand right now. Oakland will be in Detroit. Mariners, of course, will take on the Astros. Toronto will take on Baltimore. That's significant. Boston will take on Tampa Bay as well. And just to give you an idea of how significant the Baltimore aspect can be in the chase down the stretch. Consider this, Tampa Bay, uh, the best record in the American League, 82-48. and They're leading the East. What they've done to Baltimore this year, they are 18-1 and against Baltimore this year. They've outscored Baltimore 150-71. That's the second widest run differential against one team since the 70s. Domination, complete domination. So you think about what Tampa has done this year. I mean, 18-1 and one against Baltimore. It's incredible. So Baltimore will certainly be a factor down the stretch as every team in the East just looking to pick on Baltimore the rest of the way. So let's talk about yesterday a little bit. The Mariners went into the game really needing it as Salvador Perez, just a monster series. And in fact, he did it again yesterday, setting some history along the way. Shift is on for Perez. He's homered in four straight games. The pinch. He swings and hits a towering fly ball down the left field line. This is near the pole, and it hits. Does that hit off the very top of the foul pole? And it's a home run. It falls down underneath the hand-operated scoreboard. And Salvador Perez has now tied a Royals record. He has homered in five straight games. And no catcher in American League history has ever homered more in a single season than Salvador Perez, his 38th of the year. 
Salvador Perez having the really one of the great power catcher seasons in baseball history, and the Mariners got a taste of that. He goes 7 for 17 in the series, four homers, drives in 12, hits a couple of grand slams along the way, and right now 38 home runs, as you just heard. He's driven in 94, batting 277 on the season, uh, 19 doubles as well. Just a massive power season as he closes in on 200. In fact, it's pretty amazing to think about. Of course, Salvador Perez, the all-star catcher this year. When you Think about this for a second. The leaders in home runs in the American League. You have Shohei Otani, who's number one in the American League in home runs. Shohei with 41. You have Salvador Perez, number two, 38. In fact, they're leaders in baseball, not just the American League. So the leaders... In the American League, the leaders in baseball also happen to be the starting battery in the All-Star game for the American League. That's just wild. It's wild. So 41 and Salvador Perez, 38. He's going to cruise by 40 at this point. So a massive series against the Mariners. Fortunately for the M's, they got some big fly as well. Jared Kelnick with a big one. Now the 1-2. Swinging a high, muscled fly ball out to right field. Kelnick tagged it. It's on its way, and it's gone. A go-ahead Jared Kelnick home run. It's 2-1 Mariners in the sixth inning. And then Kyle Seeger in the seventh coming up large. The pitch. Swinging a deep fly, punched out towards right center field. Seeger is taken off. Gone. Home run. It's a go-ahead two-run blast in the seventh. Kyle Seager's career best 31st home run here in 2021. It's a milestone was day excellent for the as well. Marco ends Mariners. August, a 1.58 ERA and six starts, 40 innings, six walks, 27 Ks. I think he has a great chance to take home AL Pitcher of the Month. We'll see if that happens. You never know with voters, but... He's got certainly a chance to do that as the Mariners take the finale of the series against KC, a game that they really, really needed. So after winning, uh, after losing three in the series, close ones, uh, eight to seven and twelve in Game Two, they won, uh, lost Game One, six to four, and then Game Three, four to two. They pull out yesterday, four to three, to take the finale of the series. Here's what Marco Gonzalez had to say after the ball game consistency that he has um it's inspiring not only to me but i'm sure to all of our position guys um he's just he's just that he's just that guy that's consistent um you know what you're gonna get from him every single day and uh I, I love you know when he's in the field behind me um and for him you know career high 31 today is is something special i hope he plays for 10 more years and your teammates like play behind you when you're on such a roll what is it about the last month just in your mind that you're most proud of or most impressed with? I think the, the mindset has been, you know, get the ball and go, you know, have good tempo, um, fill up the strike zone, you know, have confidence, um, just get ahead in the count and, uh, and let myself play, you know? And, um, yeah, I think that's, that's given me a lot of confidence to, uh, to go out there each time and, um, you know, credit the defense, credit our catchers. Um, they, they made some great plays and, and caught some great games as well. Um, so it hasn't been on me, but, um, you know, I, I think the tempo is a big part of it. I'm just, 
trying to get the ball and go and trying to trying to beat my last uh the, the last you know time time out there trying to be quicker every time so um you know that that's the mindset really Marco are you able to do that Marco are you able to do that with the tempo by by getting ahead I mean your fastball command and your willingness to throw the fastball early in count seems to really be the key to allow you to work fast and just kind of go yeah I think that that you know begins and ends with the fastball command you know every outing um and when we're rolling we're, we're we're peppering the zone with that heater and uh and then letting our the rest of our stuff play off of that and uh, when you when you can get strike one and, and you can get back on the hill and 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 really you know pick up the pace and i think that puts you know some anxiety in the hitters and and that keeps our fielders on their toes and i'm just trying to get us back in the dugout so we can swing it really um so we can have good you know good rhythm in our at bats that's that's the biggest thing is I know that the hitters love that, and, uh, you know, that, that's really the motivation there. Is there a sense of dread when you see Salvador Perez in the on-deck circle or batter's box? Uh, sorry, is there a what? Sense of dread in seeing Perez uh, right now, given how hot he is. No, I mean, I made a mistake. Um, you know, credit to him. He put a good swing on it, but I execute the pitch there, and, and we're, we're, you know, in, in a different – we're talking about something else. Um, you know, I, I think we had a good plan against him. Um, I'm not afraid of facing anybody, really, um, especially him. You know, I, I made a mistake, and it was over the plate, and he hit it well. Marco, did you want to go up up above the zone to him on that? I, I, it was up and in. Yeah, we, we were down just, a little bit. Yeah, we were just trying to go in, and, and it tailed back over the plate. So, um, you know, it seems like the past couple outings, really, it's been a matter of, like, a couple pitches that I look back on, and, um, you know, a couple mistakes and, you know, I pay for them. It's, that is what it is. I'm, I'm a command guy. I get it. Um, so that's it. That part of it is frustrating, but, um, like I said, you know, we execute our pitch there and, and we're not even talking about this. Marco. And then just to see Jared and Kyle, I mean, yeah, Kyle go both get big hits to lift you guys out of, you know, what happened the last three days. Just how big is that? No, it's huge. You know, we came in here and, uh, with the mindset, you know, nobody comes in here, sweeps us at home and, I felt like, you know, the, the, the mentality was good from, from start to finish from our guys. You know, the dugout was lively. We had good energy all day. And for those guys to come through, it's huge. And who else but Kyle Seeger, right, to come in late and, and, uh, and put us ahead. It's, it's just awesome to see, man. I, I love, I've loved playing with Seeger, and, and, uh, and I just can't say enough good things about him. I mean, Margo, you mentioned that with Kyle. He's been here forever. I mean, he's on the field. There's nobody that's worn a Mariners uniform longer than him. And like you talked about the consistency, it's not just the consistency of the performance, is it? He's kind of the same dude all the time to do what you deal with. What you see is what you get. I mean, how yeah. important is that as a teammate? Uh, so he's the same dude. I mean, he, he's, he's talking smack every single day. Um, and that's, and that's just, see, you learn, you learn to love him and um, appreciate who he is. And at first I was kind of like, man, this guy's kind of a, kind of a, you know, kind of a jerk. He likes to stir it up. He likes to, he likes to talk smack and, um, but once I started giving it back to him, you know, we really got along great. And, and uh, the last year, year and a half that I've spent with him, um, you know, I've just learned a lot about, you know, how to face, you know, left-handed hitters. Um, I picked his brain a lot. He's we, we've gone back and forth about, you know, various things within the game. And, um, you know, his knowledge is, is very deep of the game. He loves he loves baseball so much. And, uh, you know, I think he's just a role model for a lot of our position guys coming in the work that he puts in every day. And, um, you know, he's, he's out there every day in infield practice. I mean, you just don't see that with, with veteran guys around the league, you know, who have 10 years of service. You don't, you don't see the work that he does very often. And I think that that's really cool. I think that's, that's really special to have. Kind of hides it on the field, but 
and I know you guys all want to win, but how much does he want to win? He's been here for 11 years. I mean, like his commitment to winning seems pretty high. I mean, he laces it up every day with, with the mindset to go out and win a ball game. Um, you know, he, he's, he's wanting to, uh, all, all, you know, wanting to taste, taste the postseason and as we all are. Um, and I think this, this last month is, is going to be a really fun month of baseball. Um, and, and I just I can't wait to go to battle with with him and with all these guys. Um, I think we're all on the same page with that. And we heard the home run from Kyle Seeger. Why don't we hear from Kyle? Kyle, it's uh, 31 homers, the most you've had in a season. Does it have some special meaning to you, or do you want to try and go for your age, or what do you want to do there? How old do you think I am? Well, baseball references are 33. Yeah, that works. That's true. Um, yeah, no, it's definitely special. It's always nice to have a, uh, you know, career high in anything. So that's always a, that's always a positive. So that's, you know, that's been, you know, part of my job, right? So it's, that's something I've kind of prided myself on was, you know, play defense and, you know, try to do, you know, the damage type stuff. So, you know, knock in runs and doubles and home runs. So that's, that's part of definitely been my job. Kyle, uh, Kyle, and then in the seventh inning today, can you take us through that at bat and just what you saw there? Um, yeah, um, let's see here. Mitch, Mitch had a nice at bat beforehand, you know, got on base, um, you know, definitely put a little pressure on him for sure. Um, I think it was a 1-1 count, I believe. I got a change up that I was, you know, was able to, you know, put a decent swing on and, you know, fortunately it worked out for sure. Hey, Kyle, I saw you down there on the field signing autographs and talking to fans for probably 15, 20 minutes before the game. And I, I always get a sense that you really love this game and enjoy playing it. But what has this season really been like, especially with the, the mix of young guys and some veterans in the clubhouse and the team winning? What has this experience been like for you uh, this deep in your career? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's always the goal, right? The goal is always to win. So, I mean, you, you got these young guys, you know, that's certainly, you know, they got to, you know, get their experience and, you know, learn how to, you know, play and learn how to win, obviously. And and that's been, um, you know, I think it's been a good thing going forward. You know, I mean, as long as you're, you know, you get these young guys to kind of learn how you got to do every day to to win and, you know, be successful. And, you know, I think that bodes well for the future. Kyle, if you don't make the changes – to your off-season regimen, to your body and all this stuff. Are you hitting 31 home runs in 2021 if you don't make those changes or playing 128 games so far? No, I, I don't think so. I think, um, you know, that's something I've, I've definitely prided myself on was I'll, I feel like I've looked at myself pretty honestly throughout, you know, my career and everything. And, you know, I've made a lot of changes in the winter to the regimen, to the different things that I'm – you know, the different lifts that I've done just completely overhauled everything. If I thought there was, you know, something going on that wasn't, you know, how I wanted it to. Right. So I, um, you know, it's definitely something I think you have to be adaptive. And I think you learn that in, you know, in this game period. Right. So if your swing isn't, you know, working, you change it. Right. If it doesn't feel right, you change it. And I think it's the same with, you know, your body and, you know, your everything. I mean, that's our job. So I think that's something that we we definitely have to do and certainly take serious. Kyle, uh, Marco talked about um, kind of your presence and how that's impacted the team. Just how much have you embraced that role this season? Being the old guy? Is that what you're referring to? Um, or being the veteran. I left that out in the question. My oh, okay. I thought, uh, yeah, I'm not going to say that. Um, no, it's, it's been fun, right? It's an energy, right? So you get, when you get young guys, 
you know, first off, you're nervous, right? First off, you're, you know, you're intimidated to be in the big leagues and all that other stuff. But there's a genuine energy with young guys, right? So, you know, these guys are constantly trying to, you know, not only prove to themselves, they're trying to prove to, you know, your teammates, your coaches that you belong. You're trying to prove to the opposing team that you belong, that you can compete and do all this other stuff. So, you know, with that, there's a genuine energy, right? So, you know, and then you get a lot of young guys that, you know, when you ask questions and you do that, I'm, I'm enjoying that more and more, right? I'm enjoying the, you know, the teaching aspect of it. So that's, um, you know, it's definitely something that, you know, I guess I've embraced. How many questions does Kellenic asked you? There, all the guys ask questions. So that's been, it's been a good thing. They all are, uh, every, every person on this team, all these young guys, everybody wants to get better. Right. So that's the goal of everybody, whether you're, you know, me in the 11th season or you're, you know, these young guys in their first season, everybody's out here to, uh, to constantly trying to, you know, improve yourself. He just seems that like he talks about because you're left-handed and your longevity, he, he kind of wants because I'm not afraid to ask Kyle anything because, you know, when something comes up, he's probably seen it or lived through And that's a big trait to have, right, the ability to ask questions. I think that's huge for, for all these young guys, right? So, I mean, I think, you know, asking questions is the only way you're really going to learn, right? So if you don't, you know, if you don't understand something, I think that's a strength to be able to ask questions as opposed to I feel like some people will kind of look at it as, well, if I'm asking questions, I mean, they don't know anything, then – you know, I get exposed or it's a weakness. I, I look at it the other way. I think that's a that's a huge strength. I know you guys had a Doolittle. He's got postseason experience. But the last time this team was kind of in this situation you're in right now was 2018, and only Marco and you and Mitch were on that team. It's on this team now. I, I mean, like, what do you guys have to do in this final month to kind of make sure that, you know, you stay in it and you're you're absolutely correct that the turnover has been a lot. It's been incredible. So there's, there's a lot of new faces and, you know, it's a constantly evolving lineup, you know, and, um, you know, roster changes a lot. So that's something, you know, we've kind of, you know, grown to understand and, you know, deal with. Right. So, but, um, you know, we didn't, we didn't get there in 18. Right. So we, we got to, uh, you know, figure out how to do better and figure out how to do our jobs more. And, you know, it ultimately comes down to just, you know, we got to play better and do better. And we talked about it after the game yesterday. He's got a chance. He's never had a double-digit home run month. He needs one more in August to get there, so he has a couple of days to do it, which would be pretty great. And he's got a chance to enter some rarefied air. He's got a chance for 40 home runs. Uh, he would have to have a big finish to get to 40, but already a career-high 31, especially if he knocked off a couple in August, staring at, I don't know, seven in September, seven, eight, maybe in September, still have to have a really good home run month, but he's got a chance at getting 40. Here's Scott's service after the game. I have to start by saying, I, th I think we probably might have, we would have won the series, may have swept the series if Salvador Perez had stayed in Kansas City. But uh, unfortunately, he didn't. Um, that was some kind of offensive show he, he put on here the last four days. And you know, every one of them was big, but uh, we had just enough today to, to, to get a W and, and you know, salvage uh, a win in this series. But a great job by Marco. I thought he threw the ball outstanding today. Um, certainly a couple mistakes, uh, one to Selvin and the one to, to Taylor, but uh, he was on top of his game. Uh, the, the crispness of his pitches, the command uh, was outstanding. Um, Paul Sewell wasn't quite as sharp, uh, obviously. He has been so good. Uh, you know, he just – 
location stuff's fine he just didn't get the ball in normal spots he does such a good job pitching up and didn't quite get it high enough today uh and it's tech who has been outstanding for us getting three big outs late um offensively obviously Seeger, a huge homer uh kelnick big homer and and gotta give credit to jake bowers he made a couple outstanding plays big outs in the game there in the eighth and ninth uh and we needed every out today so um you know, we hung in there, very tight game. Uh, you got to find a way to win those games. And, you know, when there's not a lot of offense going on and, and we got it done today. So, you know, uh, I don't know if we're going to figure out uh, Perez. Um, Selvi is some kind of hot and you have to give him credit. It's as hot as we've seen a player in here. And we've seen Mike Trout and some other guys get going, but um, he had barreled up everything. Like I said, I'm fortunate to get a win in this series and, you know, move on to the next one. So I'll take your questions. Uh, Scott, just – not just today, I mean, but with the way the weekend's gone, just how big is Seager's uh, home run and just to kind of, you know, shift the mood? Huge, huge. And uh, started with, with Hanny, you know, uh, having a long at bat, you know, getting the infield hit to extend the inning, um, you know, and then and Sieg's, uh, you know, running into a change up there. It was huge for us. We weren't doing much offensively. And, and I'll credit Kelnick, too. That was a huge at bat, you know, to, to the home run there to get us back on top after they had just tied the game. So, uh, uh Nice job for, for what we had to work with today. There wasn't a ton going on offensively. We needed big hits, and, and we got a couple. Hey, Scott, you touched upon this a little bit, but what have really been some of the separators for Marco here in the month of August? I mean, he has, you know, he kind of had a little disjointed time with going on the IL, and then the baby was born, and certainly that's, that's an upheaval, no matter how wonderful, of course. But um, getting settled into a routine now in the month of August, he's really gotten back on. He's been huge, huge for us, and he's pitching like I know he, he thinks he should pitch all the time and certainly he's capable of. You know, he had a little bump in the road in the first half. It wasn't crisp. It wasn't, it wasn't sharp. But uh, the key to him has is, is really been the command. And then, you know, he didn't throw quite as many cutters today uh, that he has been throwing, but he, he got the feel for his cutter back. So, the, you know, the, the break on the cutter, um, it's much more consistent. He's able to command it. Um, it's been big pitch for him. And then, you know, the fastball today was awesome the way he located it. Uh, but I would have to say overall, getting a feel for his cutter back and working the changeup has been the key for him. And it all goes down to location. Um, and he can really execute pitches when he gets on a roll. Scott, uh, Scott, 31 homers, a clear high for Kyle. Um, he's played in every single game since the All-Star break. He's missed two games all season. I mean, just having that guy around on a daily basis, what, what does he mean to this club and, and what does he provide? Uh, Kyle's been huge, and certainly after the All-Star break, he has found the, the home run swing, um, and we've needed him. Uh, there, there's no question about it. Certainly, you know, we've seen him hit for a higher batting average and different things like that, uh, but, the, you know, the, the impact of what he's had done for us offensively and certainly being able to write him in the lineup, and there's been days where he does not feel anywhere near 100%, but, uh, you know, he, he grinds through it. That's what players do, and we're at that time of the year that I certainly appreciate uh, him going out there when he's not at 100% and you find a way, the adrenaline gets going, you try to put a good swing on it, and uh, he's had an awesome uh, run here in the second half, certainly with the, with the home run. So a uh, big plus for us, and we're going to continue to lean on him here down the stretch for sure. Skip, just the durability that you mentioned. I mean, you know, I'm sure you'd love to steal a DH day, but you need DH days for other guys too, and I think he even mentioned it, that he's willing to play through it if that meant keeping Mitch healthy and keeping other guys. I mean – you got to have that on your team, don't you? Guys that are willing to sacrifice for the other guys so that, you know, you guys can play. 
Yeah, you know, certainly, obviously, you know, yesterday was, you know, day off for him until, you know, later in the game and you're down and you need to put this bat in the lineup. But, uh, uh, yeah, that, that's what it takes, you know, understanding kind of the makeup of the team. Uh, you know, certainly we got to get Mitch some some DH days and trying to keep Terenz's bat in the lineup with, you know, limited uh, ability to move around the field and positions he can play. So, you know, we are locked in a little bit, but, uh, you know, Siegs is finding a way to, to run out there and, and it's much appreciated. Skip, what did you uh, say when you went out to the mound with Seawald there? Uh, and, I, you know, I asked some dumb questions, so here's a dumb question. Do you ever just consider throwing the ball in, dirt, in the dirt or intentionally walking a player who's that hot? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I will never forget that mound visit for as long as I uh, uh, manage the game. Uh, certainly, it's the hottest hitter on the planet uh, the last four days, and, and you go out there and – you know, with the guy getting on in front of him, uh, you know, I wanted to make sure we executed pitches. And uh, Paul assured me that he was not going to throw him anything he could hit. Uh, unfortunately, we did not execute. Um, and we were actually very fortunate that the ball did hit the wall. So, uh, um, you know, you need a luck in this game once in a while. We did not execute. Uh, we were not going to throw him a strike. Uh, but Paul did have a little issue with his command today and getting the ball up. Um, if he'd got the ball up, neck high where it was supposed to go he would have been fine but um, he didn't and we were fortunate you know but I won't won't forget that visit for sure so now the Mariners will turn their attention to the Houston Astros and we all remember what happened to the Mariners in Houston it was bombs away for a couple of days and then the Mariners salvaged the finale the Astros took two of three from the Rangers over the weekend yesterday though uh, Rangers winning 13 to two so the Rangers turned the tables on the Astros in that one. Pitching matchups look like this. Uh, Chris Flexen in Game 1. Luis Garcia goes for Houston. Yusei Kikuchi in Game 2. Both 7-10 starts. Lance McCullers in Game 2. Logan Gilbert, day baseball Game 3 on Wednesday, 1-10 first pitch, September 1st. Jake Odorizzi will go in Game 3. So a big three-game series against Houston as the Mariners look to bounce back from a tough series against the Kansas City Royals. Mariners, of course, have a new bullpen arm. We've seen Sean Doolittle once pitch a scoreless inning for the Mariners. Shannon Dreyer, a chance to catch up with the Mariners lefty. Sean, it's great to get you in front of us. Uh, you are somebody, and I'm just going to go ahead and say that I think almost an inevitable Mariner. It's like we could see you here someday along those lines. What have the last 48 hours been like for you in getting here? Um, it's been a whirlwind. It's been a roller coaster of emotion for sure. All of those cliches going through the DFA process for the first time and waiting for waivers to play out. Um, you know, just really the uncertainty, um, not knowing what was going to come next or, or, or when it was going to happen. Um, it was a little nerve wracking for a couple days because I, I did enjoy my time in Cincinnati. I didn't pitch as well as I would have hoped to. Um, but we had a good group there and, and, and I was really enjoying my time, but, um, so I was sad for that to come to an end. Um, but once I found out I was coming here um, and I was right back in the playoff hunt, uh, I was I was absolutely ecstatic. Um, I've always loved coming here as a visiting player, um, playing in this stadium and visiting this city. Um, and, uh, you know, just kind of following what this team has done. A young team that plays with a ton of energy that just has a knack for winning ball games. Um, I'm, I'm really excited to be a part of it. So you know about the one-run games, the extra innings, and it's just really, truly not over. Yeah, I know about the fun <laughs> differential. I know about, uh, 
Yeah, um, I've, I've kind of given myself a crash course here in the last um, you know, 24 hours to try to learn as much as I could. Um, and that's one thing that, you know, even, you know, watching from afar, like just following what's going on in the league, um, the Mariners just, they just keep fighting. Um, they, they find ways to win. Um, it's not always the most conventional, but there is something to be said for having a team that just doesn't quit, uh, plays together, and finds a way to get it done. Um, and I've been on teams like that in the past. Um, it reminds me a, a lot of some of the Oakland teams that I was with early in my career, and um, so that's why I, I'm really excited to be a part of this group. You know a thing or two about second-half surges and down the stretch. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I've, uh, I have experience going through playoff races um, that have unfolded in a number of different ways. Um, sometimes they've gone really well. Um, sometimes they, they fizzle out really before they get going. Um, but here we are the last week of August, and we're in a great spot. Um, and we have an awesome opportunity here at this homestand to, um, uh, to continue you know, putting, setting ourselves up for an awesome September run. So, um, I, I really couldn't be more happy with, you know, how this process worked out for me and the group that I've, that I've, uh, joined up with here in Seattle so far. It's been, it's been great. I'm, uh, I'm really happy. Your season this far has been interesting and I'm kind of curious. Uh, Joe Smith talked about after sitting out last year, it was much more of an adjustment that he could have imagined. Yeah, I mean, I tried to play last year, but I think I only ended up pitching in, like, eight games. Um, I got injured a couple times. I didn't come out of the quarantine um, in a good spot, like, mechanically, and it, it led to a couple injuries. Um, so uh, just going through, a, you know, a long season again, really for the first time since 2019, has been an adjustment, um, you know, both physically and mentally, um, just kind of that grind of being a reliever and, um, you know, what it does to your body, uh, on a day in and day out basis. Um, it's been an adjustment for sure, but, um, uh, you know, this is what you play for. And this is, this is being in a playoff hunt is the kind of opportunity that can really give you that, that shot of adrenaline that can wake you up down the stretch and, and, and help you get across that finish line. So, how do you feel about that fastball right now? It's taken a dramatic turn, it sounds like, this month. <laughs> I feel much better about it. <laughs> I feel much better about it. Um, it's been a work in progress. Um, you know, maybe the first uh, shoot going all the way back to the off season, the first three months of the year, it was really, really inconsistent. The velocity was down. Um, <laughs> execution wasn't what it was, and... You know, as far as locating it, I wasn't locating it and taking care of it, putting it in good spots, and, and it was just a recipe for, for a disaster. It, it finally caught up with me in June. I had a really, really rough June, and, um, you know, since then, we've uh, I've worked really hard to turn things around. I've gained five or six miles an hour. Um, don't hold me to that. I haven't pitched in nine days, so, like, I think that's what it was last time I was out. I was 95, 96, my last outing. I've been up to 98 again, um, so... Uh, we're turning the clock back a little bit and, and um, you know, finding 
some of the movement patterns, some of the things that made it really effective for so long. Um, and, you know, I've watched what Seawalt's been doing this year. And, and for a guy like myself who for so long was able to ride that forcing fastball at the top of the zone and get guys to chase it above the zone, um, it's been so fun for me to watch what he's done this year. Um, so I'm, I can't wait to be around him, pick his brain, watch what he does on a day-in and day-out basis because um, I'm sure there's, there's a lot of things that I can learn from him. We'll definitely get into all of that because it is so interesting, and not just with Seawald, a lot of that group out there. Uh, last thing, I had a friend uh, text me and said, oh, you're going to have to make sure that you tell him about Elliott Bay Books, and I'm like, really? He's going to tell us all about all the bookstores. you got a lot of favorites here, I would imagine. Um, I actually don't have that. I don't have a great scouting report on bookstores for Seattle. I am very open to recommendations. Um, I didn't really start, like, hunting uh, independent bookstores uh, until after I got traded to Washington DC. Um, you know, there's and, and in DC you're kind of spoiled for choice, and th- that's really what piqued my interest. Um, so the times that I was coming here when I was on the A's, like I wasn't really looking for that stuff. Um, I would explore Seattle, um, but I couldn't. I don't know that much about the bookstores here, so I'm very open to suggestions, and I can't wait. Um, even though we don't have a ton of home games left. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to. Uh, we got some off days though. Uh, I'm excited to explore. Well, we will get all the suggestions to you that we can, Sean. It's great to have you here. Thank you. Thank you very much.